A shocking attack in a small town has people wondering, are vampires real? And then we meet a man who says he knows the best way to avoid getting sick from COVID-19. Having sex with women who have been abducted by aliens. That's a cure. <laughs> I don't think you can get it right, Aid, but apparently it works. And then we take a look at a new conspiracy theory that popped up and was almost immediately shut down. However, it's quite intriguing. I think this one might have some legs and might come back. Is it possible that modern-day celebrities are actually the reincarnated forms of the old gods? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Rating. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys had a great weekend. We got a ton of stuff to cover, so we're going to get started right away. First off, racing into Dead Rabbit Command. Everyone give it up for Garrett Hopkins. Woo, yeah, come on in, doing jumping jacks and stuff like that. He's like, I didn't know it was going to work out, man. You're always working out in Dead Rabbit Command. Garrett's our newest Patreon supporter, and you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon or can't do jumping jacks, Lord knows I can't. That's fine, too. Just help spread the word about the show that really... Really, really helps out a lot. What's the purpose of a jumping jack? Does it make you more agile? Like, does it have any sort of... I mean, I literally can't do a jumping jack. I imagine it's like a full-body workout, but it just must kill your ankles, right? Jumping up and down? Sticking your arms out and stuff like that? Anyways, Garrett, let's go ahead and actually get this episode started. We do have a lot of stuff to cover. I'm going to toss you the oars to the Dead Rabbit rowboat. We're going to go on a nice, leisurely rowing journey all the way out. To Pennsylvania. We're headed to Pennsylvania. Specifically, we're in Silver Spring Township in Pennsylvania on a little road known as Ashburg Drive. So if you are from this area, watch out. On August 27th, 2022, at 7.15 in the morning, in this little driveway, this parking lot for this residential care home, a very ghoulish sight is seen. Is blood. Now, blood, you know, that's not super gross, right? I mean, I don't want it on me. I'd prefer to have it in me and prefer it to be my own. But, you know, if I was walking down the street and saw some blood on the ground, it wouldn't totally freak me out, right? I wouldn't make a... I probably would step in. I was about to say, I wouldn't make an effort to step in it. I'm all jumping in it like a puddle. Wee! You just keep on going, right? Blood on the ground, whatever. But I've never, ever come across anything of this magnitude. <laughs> Neither have the police force of Silver Spring Township. This pool of blood that was discovered at 7.15 in the morning outside of a residential care home is Silver Springs Courtyard's Retirement Center. I'm sure they love this publicity. There was a puddle of blood which was 4 feet by 7 feet. So. Basically, if you laid down on the ground, it would be bigger than you. I don't care who I don't care who's listening to this podcast right now, unless you're a professional basketball player or Bigfoot. Nobody is seven feet tall and then or four feet wide. I don't know. That might be possible. Maybe you're like a Roblox person, but that it's not. It's not. You can't be bigger than this pool of blood. It's four feet by seven feet big. And the police have no idea how it got there. The police come out, they look at this blood. There's actually a, what they call a smaller patch of blood. 
uh, nearby on the grass, because this is like a driveway and there's a green area, that pool of blood, as although it was smaller than four by seven feet, it's still pretty big. I don't think I've ever seen that much blood in one location. And so the police immediately go, there must have been some sort of crime that's happened here. How does this much blood just appear? So they go into the resident's home and they start going, are all of your residents, you know, accounted for? Is everyone at this place accounted for? And they count them and stuff like that. They're All the residents are there. So it's not one of the old people that wandered out and then <laughs> goes, it's time to be bloody and just kind of turned into a puddle of blood. So they're fine. So then the police start contacting all the local hospitals and be like, hey, did you happen to have a did you have a patient who came in last night with no blood in them? They just showed up and they're like, ah, I'm missing about seven feet of blood. And none of the hospitals have reported any injury of this magnitude as well. So the police at this point are completely flummoxed. They have no idea what could happen. And now they're saying, well, this is when you know, this is when you know you have a bunch of lazy cops. The police are saying, well, you know, there's actually no proof of a crime having to complain. They're actually saying that because it's their job to investigate crimes, not mysteries. Um, they don't want to, they don't want to investigate this anymore. They go, there's no proof that a crime is actually taking place. That is a lot of blood, though. <laughs> we agree. We're professional blood lookers. We see it all the time. That is a lot of blood. And then people ask, like, you know, journalists are curious about this. It's a, it's the talk of the town, apparently. And they go, is it pot? Like, if you all of a sudden lost <laughs> seven feet of blood out of your body, would you be fine? And the police go, eh, you, you would be able to get up. They go. <laughs> They didn't say you'd be able to live for a couple of years. They said it is possible that you could lose seven feet of blood and then get up and walk around. But it's not a crime. So basically, they're done investigating it. And that would be that, right? I mean, that's that's an interesting story in and of itself. Just seven feet of blood appearing outside of a residential home. Or any home. Or factory. Or in the middle of the woods. The location isn't weird. But having this mass amount of blood and no body and the police are basically giving up, they can't answer this. But there is another detail in this article that makes me think this isn't just this just isn't any old blood. Oh, and I should say it, they have tested it because you're probably thinking, oh, maybe it was a pig or a bunch of ducks or something like that. No, it is human blood. But this is what they found. Tell me this is not awesome, right? <laughs> they found a seven foot wide puddle of blood. And next to the blood, I'm not, I'm not making this up, when I immediately read this, all of a sudden a techno song started playing in my head. They found a seven foot wide pool of blood, and right next to it, there was a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses. Blade, dude. Blade! You know, from the movies, Wesley Snipes chopped people up, he always wore sunglasses, and he was always around blood, right? There was always blood where he was around. Blood and sunglasses equals blade. And then you go, maybe, Jason, maybe you're jumping the gun. Maybe it does not equal a fictional character. Think about it. You're right. Blade might be hoping for too much. But when you think of sunglasses and blood, you immediately think of vampires who are wearing sunglasses. They're walking around with sunglasses because the sun's too bright. And I guess they would provide some vampire sunglasses. The rest of them burst into flames, but he still has his baby blues just sitting there on the ground. Vampire, though. Vampire. There's no way, despite what the police are saying, 
you can't, if you lost seven feet of blood, you're not walking away. And if you did walk away, you'd probably like stand up, take a couple steps, and then fall back down. You're like, I'm too tired. I need a lot of blood to do this walking thing. And the police are like, it's not a crime. No, there's no proof of a crime being committed. So they're done investigating it. I think once they saw those Ray Bans, they figured Blades got it taken care of. Right, the fictional character is apparently alive and well in our small township. Let's let him take care of it. But yeah, vampire attack. The blade theory, notwithstanding, this does seem like a vampire. Right, it seems like a very sloppy vampire who doesn't. Maybe he does it backwards. Maybe he drains all the blood and only eats the body. I don't know. But I definitely think this story has some sort of paranormal answer. Because what else could it be? Who, how, or I guess it could be a, like a drug deal gone bad. A guy's like psh, got shot, and all of his blood comes out. But why would you take the body and leave the blood? And they have no idea when this happened either. It happened sometime between eleven p.m. and seven fifteen a.m. That's prime vampire hunting. Actually, no, that <laughs> during the day is the best time to hunt. What if it's Blade's blood? Or what? If, what if it doesn't involve a fictional character? Weird though, right? Four foot by seven foot puddle of blood just appearing in the middle of the town. Very least, true crime, right? Very most, <laughs> fictional character is alive and well. The dimensional merge has begun. Chris Chan's predictions were right. And if you don't get that reference, I'll put that episode in the show notes. But let's go ahead and move on. Let's go ahead and toss Garrett Hopkins, the keys to the Jason Jalopy were leaving me. <laughs> He's all doing donuts in the blood. They're like, that's evidence. Quit, quit spinning around in it. We're leaving behind Pennsylvania. We're going to head all the way out to some dude's house. <laughs> and inside this house lives a man. He goes by the online name Howling Abandoned. But we're going to go ahead and call him Harold. And Harold, he's a dude just kind of hanging out, doing his thing. But... Life wasn't always that great for Harold. When he was a young man, he had some close encounters that got a little too close for comfort. He says that when he was a kid, he saw the book cover of Whitley Stryber's Communion. You know, there's a picture of a little gray alien dude, and it scared him. He saw that and it totally freaked him out. And then, <laughs> people the whole time are like, Jason, this guy's either insane or making it up. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe, right? But first off, let's, let's, not, let's not think about how ludicrous any of this stuff is. But it is quite hilarious. He sees a book cover, and it scared him. Ah. So then, later on, he says, when I was like a teenager, he started to have these visitations. He began to have these memories of being abducted by gray aliens. He remembers waking up in the middle of the night and these figures would be standing around his bed in the darkness. He'd have fleeting memories of walking through the woods. And then he has this, this quote here. It goes, quote, And even being introduced to other abductees for mating sessions. And then it puts in parentheses, when I was older, of course. So I don't know if he started having the visions. I don't know if he, the way he wrote this in his account, his account has been suspended. He's posting crazy stuff all over the place. But from what I understand, or actually I don't understand, I don't know if he remembers being abducted as a kid and those memories came flooding back when he turned 16. 
or if he began to get abducted around the age of 16. It's kind of hard for just the way grammatically he's telling the story. But I, first off, I want to put, I want to take this piece apart. I find this so fascinating. I think we've talked about this on another episode briefly, but he says that he was being forced to have sex with other human abductees. And then he adds, when I was older, of course. And I thought, you're like, Jason, please don't. Jason, you're like, please do not continue. I know exactly what you're about to say. Please stop. Why would aliens care about, like, yo, no, if we're, if we're going to abduct you for our breeding programs, you have to be 18, because that's the law in most parts of America. They wouldn't, right? When we're, like, having ducks, when we're breeding ducks for, for our failing duck breeding business, how come no one wants to buy our ducks? You don't go, well, you know, <laughs> all your ducks are cheap. <laughs> They're all 18-year-old ducks. They're like, I don't even think ducks live that long. When you're breeding animals, you don't wait until the cow gets to the point where it can rationally decide for itself whether or not to take a mate. You're like, this cow has just started milking itself, or <laughs> whatever, whatever, how you ever tell when a cow's sexually mature. Let's do it. Let's get them cows together. I don't think you're like, no, let's let let's let it wait until it's older and can make the decision for itself. And that's how aliens view us. If an alien abducted a 16-year-old and a 24-year-old, <laughs> just stop, just stop. We know what you're saying. Okay, I'm not, you know what I'm saying though, right? Why would aliens follow human laws? They're, they're already kidnapping people. They've already crossed that Rubicon. Why would they care about anything else? Why would they worry about that? I just thought it was such a weird addition. And it, not only are they kidnapping people, they're raping them. And if you ever met a rapist who was like, I do rape, I do rape a lot, but I wait till they're 18 years old, you'd be like, you're still like absolutely disgusting. So aliens are already kidnapping and raping people and forcing them to have sex with each other. Why would they care if he was 16 or he was over the age of 18? I don't understand that. That makes no sense. Now, if this was happening when he was before the age of 16, sure, right? Like, I don't even want to think about that. But I can't imagine an alien abducting someone and they're just 17 and the alien's like, oh, you, can, you can just walk around the UFO for a while. We thought you were older doesn't make sense. And to me, it's little details like that that really make me question like the whole alien abduction phenomenon to begin with. Because if you're all... Which I, I do believe it exists, but stuff like this really makes me think, yeah, why are they only doing these breeding programs with adults? Like women in their 20s and stuff like that. Like, do they have a moral code like we do? And see, we they, 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 there's a flat-out thing going, no, that's too gross, they're too young. I I don't get that part when I was older. I get that part being a human, obviously, and having a human moral code, but I'm not kidnapping and raping people to begin with. And they are. So, so weird. And the fact that he added that in makes you go, what? yeah, that's true. Aliens do only abduct consenting adults to have non-consensual sex with other aliens or with other humans. I can't think of a time, and I'm not going to go looking for one, but I can't think of a time where the abductee was much younger and you had these type of experiments being run. It just doesn't make any sense. We don't do that for the species that we experiment on. So anyways, 
back to this story. <laughs> Jason, thankfully, Harold said that these visitations continued. He kept waking up and finding these aliens at the edge of his bed until he started fighting back. He said sometimes he'd wake up, and which is man after my own heart, right? I love beating up aliens. He said he would start to grab them, grapple them, and they finally was just like, dude, this is too much. Like, we're just down here on this routine kidnapping mission, and all of a sudden they're fighting back. This sucks. He says, I ended up roughhousing with them so much they left me alone. And that was back when he was 16. Now we're going to fast forward. He says everything was kind of normal until COVID-19 came around. And he said, listen, I've been vaccinated three times, and I've never gotten COVID. So like, <laughs> let's, let's, set that, let's set that statement aside for a second, okay? He's been vaccinated three times. He's never gotten COVID. He can't figure out why he hasn't gotten COVID. He goes, I've been vaccinated three times, and I haven't gotten COVID. It doesn't make any sense. He goes, my girlfriend's had COVID. My parents have had COVID. And he goes, I was constantly like kissing my girlfriend when she had COVID, too. He, he did state that. That's not a joke that I'm making. He did state that. He goes, how is it possible that I did not get COVID even though I was vaccinated three times? People go in the comments to this post, they go, well, it's possible that maybe because you were vaccinated and got the booster, that's the reason why you didn't get COVID. But Harold says, no, that's ridiculous. We all know that the vaccine doesn't work. He says that. He goes, the vaccine didn't work. I don't know why he got it three times then, maybe for his job or whatever. But he goes, we all know the vaccine doesn't work. So that doesn't so get rid of that answer right away. The only reason why I didn't get COVID isn't because most people who get it are asymptomatic. It's not because that the vaccine was effective. It was because of aliens. You see... The aliens must have been protecting me from COVID-19. Because that is the only thing I can think of. There's no other rational answer of why I didn't get COVID-19 other than the aliens. And he goes, and not only did the aliens protect me from COVID-19, I feel like they're abducting me again. He goes, they're back. They're actually abducting me again. And he doesn't go into details about what that is like. Is he waking up in there at the edge of his bed? Or is he being taken into the woods anymore? But he says they have come back. And he said they are forcing me to have sex with other alien abductee women. That's happening. He says with a big smile on his face. But... Um, yeah, like, he, he goes, he ends his post like this. Did they come back to protect me or to steady me? Are they the reason I haven't gotten COVID-19 when everyone else I know has? Unquote. So, an interesting cause and effect story, right? Is it possible that the aliens are protecting him from COVID-19? I can't see any Straight face, for the most part, probably, you probably got it right. He's asymptomatic. Most people are asymptomatic. But is it possible that the aliens protected him from getting COVID-19? And why are the aliens back now after all these years? He's COVID-19 brings the aliens back. Are they there to protect him? Are they there to study him? Why is he, once again, part of this breeding process? Why does he continue to eat pickles right before he goes to bed and have these crazy dreams and he doesn't know why uh, the aliens are back? But I don't know. I mean, I do. I, I have to go backtrack. I do believe in the alien abduction phenomenon, but I do find you're like, Jason, okay, we got it. Don't talk about that other thing again. I just find it weird. Some of the experiments they run follow human laws. It just doesn't make sense to me. I'm glad 
they do, right? <laughs> I'm not a proponent of them doing grosser things. Just find it weird, right? And is it possible that this guy's COVID was prevented by aliens? Probably not. But actually, didn't we cover a story where the aliens brought COVID-19 in the first place? If I said that enough times to get my podcast pulled um, from every podcast distributor, it's a weird story, right? It's either the story of a crazy guy who is connecting dots that aren't there to be connected, or it's a story of someone who's telling <laughs> so it's either it's either completely fake or completely true, and maybe something in the middle, right? Maybe I actually believe the aliens may be coming back to visit him. He might be connecting it to COVID nineteen when there isn't one there. But then his account got suspended. I would have liked to talk to this guy more or see what else he was posting on. His account got suspended. And in all the posts, they were just starting to argue over whether or not the vaccine was effective. So <laughs> nothing interesting for me to read. I was like, ah, all this stuff. I've been reading this stuff for years. But Garrett, we got one more place to go this episode. I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the world famous Carpenter Copter. We are leaving behind this dude's house. We're headed all the way out. To Hollywood. You know, when I was down in Sacramento on my vacation, I was playing this game called Sleeping Dogs. It's about you're like this Hong Kong police detective dude who goes undercover into the the gangs, the Chinese gangs in Hong Kong. It's a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. But I'm playing it, and there was a scene. I always love, like, you know, you're consuming this media, right? I'm watching these television shows. Movies and when and video games, stuff like that. And when every so often you get something that sticks with you, right? Every so often there's just like a line or a scene or something like that. And the older you get, the less it happens because you've just consumed so much media that stuff stops really kind of resonating with you. But I was playing this game, Sleeping Dogs, and you at one point you have to go hang out with this really sleazy record producer guy. And he said he was there, you're supposed to escort around this bombshell singer, actress type in the game. And it was, it was a really interesting thing. The producer it was just a slime ball. He'd been sleeping with all of his talent and blackmailing them. And I think there was kind of an insinuation that he was killing women as well who weren't like doing what he wanted in his you know record company. He tells the main star, he goes, who's you, actually? Because <laughs> it's a video game. He says, have you ever had sex with a famous person before? He goes, it's amazing. It's like nothing you'll ever do before. He said, you're driving down the road. And you see a 40-foot billboard of a woman. And then you go to the hotel and you bang her brains out. He goes, it is insane. It's just this amazing moment. And I remember listening to that and I thought, that, that I never really considered that before, right? We all have our celebrity crushes. But I never once... I, and I, it's what's funny, when that popped up, when that cutscene popped up, I thought, eh, maybe... But it stuck with me like that. He was supposed to be a slimy character, so you're not really supposed to be agreeing with him. But it, that statement did, did stick with me. And I go, that might there might be something to that. Like, when you sleep with somebody and they're famous, there's a 40-foot image of them, an effigy, really, on your commute to work. Maybe there is some sort of power behind that. I've always thought one of the worst torments... I could ever wish on any human, and hopefully it never happens to me, is for you to be in a relationship that ends badly, and then she goes on to be like the progressive insurance girl flow. Like, whenever I see people in commercials, and it's these commercials that go over and over and over again, I was like, someone dated that person. <laughs> Nobody dated the Geico Gecko, but 
somebody dated Flo. Somebody was in a relationship with Flo, the progressive insurance lady, and it didn't end well. They dated early in college, and maybe he messed things up, or maybe she wanted to explore her options or whatever, and it ended <laughs> You like my Flo, the progressive girl fan fiction? They break up. It's freshman year in college. And they break up. And then you're like, oh, whatever. It was just the girl. <laughs> you lie to yourself. Your heart's broken. And then you jump ahead six, seven years, right? You're sitting at home and your ex-girlfriend has like a national commercial. And you're like, oh, my God, this is the worst. Like, I can't. Every time I turn on television, there's Flo. <laughs> That's not a real name, but whatever, right? Now, imagine if that commercial ran <laughs> for the next 12 years. The flow, the progressive girl has just been on forever. I can't imagine some guy broke up with the Charmin Bears. He's like, oh, no, you were my perfect fit. Oh, no, and you left that toilet paper on your butt. Um, You know, I, I just think it would be the worst thing to date someone and then not just become famous, right? If I dated Angelina Jolie, I never see her. Does she still even make movies? I'm not for sure. I could avoid photos of Angelina Jolie. But you cannot, you cannot avoid Flo the progressive girl. She's everywhere. I always thought that would be the world <laughs> in a world where you can fall into a wheat thresher, in a world where you can be devoured by a pack of wild dogs. For me, the worst torment would be spending every time you turn, every time the television went to commercial, you were in fear that your ex girlfriend was going to pop up. Oh man, that'd be the worst. That would be the worst. But anyway, so the sleeping dogs thing, um, I heard that quote and I go, well, yeah, that could be, you know, I did think about it for a while. And then fast forward about a week or two, I'm on the X board and someone posts this conspiracy theory. It almost wasn't even a conspiracy theory. It was like just a headline. And the reaction that it generated was, I go, there, there might be something to this. There might be something to this. The post was titled, Celebrities are the reincarnations of old gods and goddesses. And the reason why I clicked on it, because it included a picture of Britney Spears. That was the first picture of Britney Spears. And I saw that and I go, eh, you know, I actually didn't really even give it any thought. Like I saw the headline, it kind of chuckled, saw a picture of Britney Spears. And then I clicked on it and I'm looking through and, and it really is just a lot of pictures of hot women, hot celebrity women like Eva Green. And then there's not much. The person who's posted this isn't really backing up their statement. They're just posting pictures of hot celebrities. And but it's so interesting because again, there's that was it. That was the statement. There's a couple pictures of women, and the blowback is immediate. People start going, "No, they're slaves. The MK Ultra mind controlled slaves. These people aren't gods. That's blasphemous." Like the comments were really, really spitting fire out of this dude, and there was again no pushback. There was no initial even thesis statement. It was just like, here we go. There was nothing backing it up. A couple pictures of women. And yet the wolves came out to hunt. And they're like, no, these people are pathetic. They're beneath us. They're mind controlled. Their brains are broken. You can look at people throwing up these satanic signs. Rihanna's crazy. Blah, 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 blah. And I archived the page. I go, I, I might look into this. I might look, look, look into this later. But again, like just like the Sleeping Dogs comment, I kind of go, eh. As much as I love Britney Spears, I kind of stay out of her personal life. She doesn't have the restraining order against me. No, as much as I love Britney Spears, like I don't read all the gossip on her. 
I don't read it. I, was, I wasn't following the conservatorship story. I wasn't part of the Free Britney movement. I like her art. I'm sure she's a nice person. I just try to not... She's not a person that I spend a lot of time reading the personal details on. However, recently there was an interesting article that... Because I, I knew she got married recently. And... Um, that her very first husband like stormed the wedding. I, I picked up all that stuff through osmosis, but I was like, okay, that's sad. Her childhood sweetheart who she married in Vegas for 72 hours. You're like, Jason, you don't know her. You don't know her gossip. However, you can spat it out off the top of your head. Storms the wedding. You know, I didn't really click on any links, but I did see this article recently written for Buzzfeed news. And they talked about her children and how they felt their mom needed some mental health. Uh, counseling stuff like that and i i clicked on this and i actually read this article it was really a well-written article and it kind of just went through everything that's going on with the kids i guess the kids have a really her two sons have a really hard time with Brittany as their mom like they spend most of their time with kevin federline their dad and and they were kind of using they were kind of like beefing with each other the two sons did not go to the wedding it all seemed very tragic to me, right? They're 15 and 13 years old, and it just seemed tragic, right? To, to everyone's, everyone's very young, right? Kevin and, and uh, Brittany and her new husband, all young people. What does any of this have to do with the conspiracy theory at all? Well, what's interesting was I saw the Sleeping Dogs quote, and that stuck in my head. And then I saw the export post, and that also stuck in my head. I actually had that. I was still kind of looking at it every once in a while, the archived page. But when I read this Britney Spears story, I thought there might actually be something to this conspiracy theory. Because when you look at the lives of celebrities, it does match up a lot of stuff. Again, correlation versus causation. Who knows? <laughs> Are these people just have tragic stories or... Are they actually reincarnated old ones? This is interesting because you can't actually draw these three lines. When I was reading this article about our two children, I thought, that's a really... It's so funny because I'm not going to try to go on about this for 20 minutes, but when you look at the stories of the gods, you always see these same themes pop up. Mostly, I mean, I'm going to be referencing a lot of Greek mythology because that's kind of what I, I know best. And then... Uh, maybe something else here or there. But you see uh, children having relationships with their parents gone wrong. It's part of the human condition. But when you talk about Kronos being... <laughs> Kronos was eating his children. Um, you know, you constantly see these things. We see that play out in Hollywood all the time. However, you see families that have children issues as well. You also... Something that I don't think you see reflected in modern society as much as you do in Hollywood. I think it's amplified. The idea of madness. It, how often... It's almost a cliche that these celebrities have a breakdown and they, they go insane, right? Britney Spears famously had her breakdown where she shaved her head and she was attacking reporters with an umbrella <laughs> Which would be funny, to be honest, was kind of funny, but you know, I felt bad for her, but it was an interesting image. Um, we have that type of thing, right? All of this turmoil, all of this madness, it's interesting because I, you have to think, is it because they're related to the old gods, right? I guess, I guess I'm kind of losing the plot here. Let me back up for a second. Let me give you my thesis statement. I think there that is a valid conspiracy theory that what it is, is that the stories of old 
are retold over and over and over again. And before it was the ancient like Babylonian gods, and then we have the ancient Egyptian gods, and then we have the ancient Greek gods, to the point that when you get to the story of Jesus Christ, you can go, well, you know, it's interesting that his story matches these elements from these older stories. And going forward, now we have Flo, the progressive girl, and Britney Spears. And it, is it because what we have is actually... Let's take, let's take Jesus out of this real quick. I don't want... I, I know I'm in trouble already for including him, but Jesus Christ, let's move him out of the box. Is it possible that these stories are being retold because they're intriguing? Or is it possible that these stories are being told because they are intrinsically part of the human condition? Or... Is it possible that these stories are being told because it is the same players each time? If you took like some Babylonian war god who consumed the flesh of his enemies and dropped him in modern day America, his name is Army Hammer. This guy who comes from this immense wealth, everything's given to him to the point where the decadence takes over or, or Dionysus, the god of wine, from Greek mythology type of stuff, right? You have these characters, and you can even have one person split into multiple people. Because otherwise, you know, there's more celebrities than I think there are gods, but the essence of this. Is it possible? Like, I think, because when we look at celebrity, one of the key things to being a megastar, I'm not even talking about like, oh, I got a million subscribers on YouTube. That's not a celebrity. I'm talking about the megastars. I'm talking about the people that you know, your grandma knows, your mom knows. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm not talking about some dude who just like, look at me, I can do really cool spins on my bike. And he gets 64 million views. I'm not talking about that guy. I'm talking about people that everybody knows, like Army Hammer, who eats people. You have this component, and you almost always have to have this component. You had it with Michael Jackson. You had it with Elvis. You had it with Britney Spears. You have to have the comeback. You have to have the fall from grace, the literal, not literal, the allegorical fall from Mount Olympus. You're at the top and then you completely lose everything and then you build yourself back up. And what's interesting is there is always the component, mostly always, I'd say, of coming from nothing. Right. If Britney Spears, we have child actresses that are, or, you know, singers and stuff like that who come from famous families like Drew Barrymore, her dad, their family was famous and Carrie Fisher her family was famous but for the most part the stories that endure are yeah Carrie Fisher's famous but you know Harrison Ford was a carpenter on the set he was building sets and someone goes hey you look like a rugged space smuggler and now we have Han Solo like it's those stories did you know James Cameron started off doing special effects for Piranha for Roger Corman he was building these little little things with his hands and now he has these whole universes to play with those are the stories that resonate with us right britney spears was a 12 year old singing at some cocktail bar in thailand she was at some contest in talent contest in bangkok or something like that that's true <laughs> that is a true story i'll see if i can find that video and then she she just worked the circuit and then got on Disney Channel and she you put your dues in. Those are the stories that resonate with us. And I think those also are the stories of the gods. Hercules, even though his dad was Zeus, he was putting in work, right? He was doing some stuff. And I think even the gods themselves, they came from nothing because the universe was nothing. Okay, okay. 
<laughs> Maybe that last one's a bit of a stretch. But is it possible? And you do have all the elements of people worshipping celebrities. And not only do people worship celebrities, you may go, well, Jason, I'm not sitting there and like getting my hair cut like Jennifer Aniston. I don't like her that much. You're right. You have people who go to all the concerts and have a giant tattoo of Lady Gaga on their back. That's to, that's to prevent her from pushing you off if you're ever on a balcony with her. If she sees her own face, she won't attack. You have a uh, tattoo or something like that. You have people who are really into it like that. And then you have the fans. Like, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, let's say, Goldfinger. That band Goldfinger. I don't have any Goldfinger tats. I have, like, a hat. have all their albums. I really like that band. So I'm like, like a hanger-on, right? I'm just kind of like a casual fan. But so you have that, right? Just like how you have Christians who totally celebrate the word of Christ. And then you have like the people who just show up on a Thanksgiving. <laughs> Not Thanksgiving. I guess I'm a bad Christian. You know, on Easter and uh, what's the other one? Christmas. And then you have rivalries between these celebrities. Not the celebrities themselves. It's usually rarely the celebrities themselves. You have the fans fighting each other. Britney Spears versus Christina Aguilera. They, you know, they have a little spat here and there, but they're like, I'll, I'll, get, in, I'll, I'll get into some arguments over that one. Who's better? So I think it's the same thing. Like you have this religious fervor and then you also have these people kind of be whipped up by these otherwise totally normal humans. And I would say that I don't think that's the mega celebrities. I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio, when we're not watching him, we think he's getting in a private jet. He's really flying around on a cloud. I don't think they have any special powers. I don't even think they really know it. And I'm not going to say like, oh, George Clooney is that Greek dude who made armor, but Leonardo DiCaprio is Hermes because he moves fast. Catch me if you can. I don't think it's that simple. I don't think it's that easy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give give me a moment to laugh at my own joke on that one. I don't think it's that simple. I don't think it's that one god equals one celebrity, but the essence of these old gods. So the, I, mean, I think it's a really fascinating question. Like, I'm actually having to shut myself up right now because I can just keep droning on about this. But because it, it, it it's really two questions. One is it possible that the celebrities of today are the reincarnation of the old gods, and that's really why it's so hard to make it. Like, people already know it's really hard to make it in successful, in, in, in any industry, right? But if your industry requires you being famous, being having you do your art to be famous, it's a really hard industry to break into. And I think that you could go, well, I gave my best, but I'm not a reincarnated deity. I don't think that they would know that they are reincarnated deities either. But let me back up. I was just wrapping this up. <laughs> now I'm getting on another subject. I don't know if they're actually the reincarnations of these old world gods or if just the stories are so human. It's the reverse. Those stories belong to the gods because the people who came up with those stories back then saw those things happening in their own lives or in their own history. Right, You had the corrupt king who was slain by his son and yet the son eventually became corrupt himself. And that would be the story of Kronos and Zeus and then, you know, the other gods kind of turning against them. You know, so I don't know. And those stories resonate because they're interesting to us. The, the stories that resonate with the human brain are the ones that are repeated over and over and over again. And it's the ones that we hang on to, right? Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar just celebrated their 20th year of marriage. Uh, that's nice for them. I'm a little jealous. I'm a little jealous. But... That story doesn't resonate. There's no passion. There, oh, I'm sure there's passion, but there's no like betrayal, and, and it's not dynamic. You know what I mean? The the good stories, 
the fun stories, they, they, I'm glad that they're there, but we don't remember them. We remember Britney Spears coming at someone with an umbrella. <laughs> I love her. Don't get me wrong. I love her. But what a horrible moment to have captured on camera. Um, yeah, it's just, it's such a, this is one of those conspiracy. I have a feeling that season 19 is going to be real heavy on this crazy conspiracy theory stuff because it's popping up a lot. It's popping up a lot. And some of them we're going to laugh at. And some of them like this, you're going to laugh at. And I'm going to laugh at. But I also, this could be true in a sense. Could be that the gods are actually reincarnated. Their shards, essence, little piece of their essence is what makes the mega celebrity. And that's why you have two people. You may have one person who has a great amount of talent, a better amount of talent. There are a thousand actresses better than Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Aniston. You know. But they don't make it. Why don't they make it? Because they're not the reincarnated form of ISIS. And maybe that's why they're always doing that one eye thing. Because they're saying they're saying hello to their okay, now I'm just making stuff up. But I don't know why they do the one eye thing. I don't think they're all MK Ultra victims. But you know what? Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sold. I'm not sold on either one. That they're all brainwashed sex slaves or that they are ancient gods but i i i'll i'll end it like this uh, i find it super odd that people hated this conspiracy theory so much because it's quite intriguing and i think people hated it because it went against what they already believed and i think part of being a conspiracy theorist is having is opening your mind that's the whole point of occult knowledge is hidden knowledge and if you're like nope this is my theory i'm sticking to it it's mk ultra all the way down that's the only thing i'm going to believe you're not a conspiracy theorist at that point you're 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 a normie you're an npc you're that's the definition of an npc you're running on one set of program we can disagree on stuff but if you get new information and then it makes you really mad to so start typing stuff out proving quote unquote proving the other person wrong Eh, because if you the reason why you had that viewpoint in the first place about MK Ultra or whatever, which did exist, I'm not poo pooing MK Ultra as a thing. I mean, it does exist, but um, if you close your mind off to other theories, then what got you to believe in that in the first place? It was having an open mind. So basically, <laughs> so basically, the moral of the story is: no matter how much research you do on a particular topic, always be willing to listen to an anonymous poster online and a guy recording a podcast in his haunted closet. You will always be better off for it. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at Facebook.com/slash DeadRabbitRadio. TikTok is at DeadRabbitRadio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Peace.